In this video, I will share the real reason why students misbehave in the classroom, why kids challenge adults, and how to deal with these situations when they occur. Watch this video until the end, like and subscribe, and share with someone that needs to hear this. Okay everyone, I'm Eric from Etiquette. Let's discuss information that can change your life. Why kids misbehave in the classroom. When I was studying to become a teacher, myself and every other student wanted to know why kids misbehave. Because if we knew that, we would be more confident in the classroom and more accurately react when something did happen. We soon learned that professors, senior teachers, and most of all, educational researchers had no idea why students misbehaved and how to correctly deal with it. Instead, they gave us cliches, unreliable advice, and told us once we gained enough experience, we would figure it out. Shake my head. When people don't understand something, they lie to cover it up. Luckily for you, I'm here and I'm going to share my theory on why kids act out and how we as educators should deal with it. Perhaps it's right, perhaps it's not. But you can be sure that at the end of this video, you'll have a better understanding of your students' minds and become a better, more confident teacher. So why do kids misbehave? They act out to protect themselves. Kids want to feel safe. So they have developed this instinct to test leaders to make sure they are powerful enough to make good decisions, have self-belief and lead the group to a prosperous future. Thousands of years ago, if you had a bad leader and they made a horrible decision, that could destroy the tribe. You could get eaten by wild animals. You could get attacked by another tribe. Therefore, we have to test our leaders to make sure that they are competent and reliable. You have to remember that public schooling has only been around for 150 years. Compare that to how humans have evolved over thousands and thousands of years to have that instinct to survive. And children, as the most vulnerable part of society, has also learned how to survive by testing their leaders. But you might think, Eric, stop. Not all my students challenge me. I've got some well-disciplined, gorgeous children that are just a treasure in class. Yeah, the whole nurture versus nature argument. Someone that comes from a good home's needs have already been met and they've already learned that their leaders, their parents, take good care of them and they've been disciplined to listen to authority figures. Whereas if someone is from a bad neighborhood, their leaders have failed them and it's more difficult to earn their trust because they come from a difficult place. That's why a lot of your most difficult students will come from bad neighborhoods. They have lost faith in their leaders and it's going to be extra difficult for you to regain their trust. 
But these are extremes and there are many variables in children's behavior. This is only a basic explanation on why students challenge authority. So you might be thinking, why do some teachers struggle with this? Why aren't we more prepared? Especially when we first enter the occupation. Most teachers aren't ready for this. We've been conditioned our whole lives to be followers. And unless you're a natural leader, which most of us aren't, we have a tough time dealing with attacks on social hierarchy. When school first starts, learners are nice, but over the course of the next few weeks and months, they will continually test their teacher. If your leadership fails, the attacks will escalate until it becomes very difficult for the teacher. You'll definitely start feeling that atmosphere in the classroom. They'll start asking unnecessary questions. They'll rebel against the rules you've created. You'll get a lot more back chat. These acts of defiance are to check the reaction of the teacher. And every time the teacher fails, they'll fall lower in the pecking order and the student will take a more dominant role. Okay, Eric, I understand that students challenge teachers. So how do I deal with these tests? Most advice columns and teaching blogs suggest building close relationships with your students. Earn their trust, make them like you, and let them understand that you are in this together. How sweet. Yes and no. You cannot like someone you don't respect. Building a personal relationship with students is a fundamental part of being a good teacher, but it has to come from the right place. You as the leader making good decisions for your class. They have to invest in you and trust you to lead them into a prosperous future. The problem is that it's a very nuanced point to say, create a good relationship with your students. Because most teachers believe, oh, I will do nice things for them. I will be kind. I will give them candy. I will give them attention. My classroom will be filled with love. And if you offer that to them without leadership, that will only last a short time. Because your value isn't that of a, a strong, powerful leader showing them the way. It is that of a follower doing nice things for them. You cannot be a great leader without gaining the respect of your students first and then showing them love second. I can see some of you starting to get that aha moment. Let me give you a good example to cement this idea. Let's take this another route. Imagine you go to a girl and you ask her, what is your idea of the ideal man? She might say something along the lines of, I want someone that takes care of me, that's sweet and kind, and that listens to me. In the minds of most guys, they will think, oh, that's all I need to do. Um, I need to tell this girl she's beautiful. I have to buy her flowers. I have to take care of her every need and then she will give me love. The same way that teachers think, oh, if I'm just kind to my students, they will reward me with their love. 
But you know where this is already going. If a guy does this for a girl, will she love him? In most cases, no. If this guy comes without any value and he just gives love and attention to someone who doesn't respect him or doesn't know that he brings more to the table, she won't love him. She might let him hang around her, she might listen to him, but will she ever love and respect him? No. In fact, she'll be apathetic to him or actually despise him. And it's the same for kids. If you don't bring value and then care, they will only see you as a follower and not a leader in the classroom. Okay, so you understand the behaviorist concept. Children will challenge you to make sure you are a good leader. And they will continue to do that as long as you are in education. You've got to expect it. Now here's the magic pill. When you get tested by a student, don't take it personally. Don't think, oh, the student is attacking me. They're trying to push me down. You have to see that as an opportunity. Every single time a student rebels or gives you a bad answer or disrespects you, you've got to be happy. You've got to say, listen, finally, another chance to show the class that I am the one in control. Be happy every time a student does something bad because that's an opportunity to make yourself even stronger in the eyes of your students. Make that shift. Every time something bad happens, be happy, face it strong. Don't be angry, but be firm in your rules. They will see that this is a teacher with boundaries. And every time they attack these boundaries, you just build up and become stronger. Get that into your head. Don't be weak. Don't be sad. Be happy and fair. Guys, this is the one thing I wish I was taught as a teacher. I wish people told me, Eric, kids are going to test you. But instead of getting angry, embrace it and become a better teacher. You will feel yourself become more powerful every time you do this. Remember, don't attach personal feelings to this. They are not attacking you. They are just testing you to make sure you are a good leader. Now, this is a generalization. There are many aspects of behavior that we have to take into account. But if you take this mindset, you will improve as a teacher two, three, fourfold easily. Guys, you are teachers and I wish there were more people out there that could share their ideas with us. Um, I just want you to know that you are not alone. There are millions of teachers out there going through the same things as you. And if you share your ideas and you share your feelings, you'll gain that experience and become a better leader for your students. You need to inspire confidence, not only in your students, but also in yourself. And by do doing that to your colleagues, lead your students like the general you are. There will be obstacles along the way, but embrace the challenge and your students will look up to you and learn from you.
Everyone, I hope this video helped you. I wish someone shared this with me when I was younger. Stay tuned because my next video will be about why students bully. Have a good day and I'll see you next time.